So hey, what's going on guys, man? It's been a long time. It's January 4th, 2021. It's probably been like three months, maybe a little bit more than that since I last uploaded anything to this podcast. Uh, but don't worry, I'm doing okay. Just a lot of a lot of new updates that I got to share with you guys uh, about what's been going on in my life. Uh, some, some really good things actually. Um, today I got for you guys uh, just a quick little sermon, maybe not that little quick, it'll probably take me like 10 minutes or something like that, but uh, a, a little sermonette that I have on unconditional election. Um, and then at the end I'll go over and talk to you guys a little bit about sort of what I've been up to the past few months. Um, but again, hope you guys are doing well, hope you guys are staying blessed. Uh, and let me get started. So let me preface this by saying that uh, currently I am meeting with uh, one of my pastors uh, every Tuesday. One of the things that he's doing with me and uh, one of the other young guys from the church is he is teaching us how to uh, study the Bible, but also how to prepare sermons. So one of the things that he has us doing is he has us uh, we have a little project where we're going through all of the doctrines of grace um, through Tulip, uh, Total Depravity, Unconditional Election, Limited Atonement, Irresistible Grace, and Perseverance of the Saints. We all were assigned one and we all had to come up with a 15 minute uh, sermon or a sermonette uh, just sort of going over that, explaining what that doctrine of grace is talking about. So I ended up pulling the U, Unconditional Election. Uh, and this is where I'm going to be giving you guys today my sermonette on unconditional election. So let's begin. Uh, so, you know, of course, I can't see you guys. This is a podcast, but uh, I'm sure that if I ask uh, any of you guys, have you guys ever interviewed for a job that there would be a number of you guys that would raise your hands? Probably all of you guys would raise your hands and say at one point in your life, you interviewed for a job. Um, And I would venture out to say that the majority of adults have interviewed for a job at some point in their life. Uh, And I want you guys for a second to think about that interview, right? What were you wearing that day? Uh, Maybe you you put on a nice blouse or maybe you put on a nice shirt and a nice tie. Uh, Maybe some nice slacks. Maybe you even had on your best shoes that day for that interview. So not only what were you wearing, but I want you guys to think about what did you bring along with you to the interview? Did you bring your resume, right? What was on your resume? Probably uh, on your resume was your educational accomplishments, um, you know, all the degrees that you have, the diplomas that you have. Uh, Maybe you added in there your your GPA or your major while you were in college. Uh, And maybe you even listed all of your past work experiences, you know, what companies you work for, how long you work there. Uh, And probably you even uh, listed a few references, right? People that you could call or who they could call that would say nice things about you that would attest to your character. Uh, But let me ask you another question. Why did you dress the way that you dressed that day? Why does your resume have all of those things listed on it, right? I think that we would all agree that when we go to an interview, uh, that we bring our best selves to that interview, right? We brought all the evidence of all the things that show that we are qualified to work uh, at that particular job, that 
all of the degrees, diplomas, all of our education, our past work experiences, and even our character satisfies the conditions needed uh, to be employed by that employer. So, you know, when we go to an interview, our hopes would be that the person interviewing us would choose us to work for them based on all of those things that we bought, right? All the evidence, all the good things that we have done uh, that might make us qualified for that particular job that we're applying for. So today we're going to be talking about and learning about unconditional election, like I said uh, to you guys at the beginning of this podcast. Um, An unconditional election is the process in which God, before the foundation of the world, chose who would be saved. And uh, it gives us an understanding as to the conditions needed in order for God to choose us to uh, enjoy salvation in Him. Um, but before we continue, let's start down. Let's start off by breaking down what unconditional actually means, right? What does that word unconditional mean? Uh, and when we look at the word unconditional, we see that it is a negation, right? A negative of the word conditional. Right. When we look at unconditional, what we are saying is without condition, right? Without condition, right? And another word that we uh, can be that can be used in the place of the word condition is a requirement. Uh, So today, essentially, what we will be discussing uh, are what are the conditions, or better yet, what are the absence of conditions for God choosing some to be saved. Right, so let's start off by looking at some examples that scripture gives us of how God unconditionally elects his people. And uh, we're going to start by looking at God's choosing of Jacob. Right, so according to Genesis, Esau, right, Esau being the older brother and firstborn of Isaac, uh, had a birthright to the inheritance of his father. Right. Because in those ancient times, the custom was that the oldest male uh, had the birthright. The oldest male would be uh, would be the first in line to the inheritance of his family, of his father. Um, So meaning that Esau would be the first son. Right. Who would inherit a larger portion of his father's land, uh, his father's wealth. And it would be Esau who would act as the leader and also act as the head of the family. Right. So. Genesis unexpectedly tells us that it is Jacob, right? Instead of Esau, it is Jacob, the younger brother of Esau, that is chosen by God to inherit not only his father's possessions, but also inherit the covenant promise that God made with Abraham, right? Abraham is Isaac's uh, Isaac's father. Uh, So Paul gives us some special insight into the situation and illustrates for us how God's election, even in a situation like this, is working. Uh, So if you guys have your Bibles with you, turn your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. I'm reading from the ESV and I'll start off. It says, and not only so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, Though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. And as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. 
So you see, Paul is giving us insight into God's plan of election using Jacob and Esau as examples. And although the culture would require the oldest man in the family to inherit all that belonged to his father, God chose to choose Jacob instead. Right? Paul continues and explains that God's choosing of Jacob had nothing to do with either of them. Right? It had nothing to do with either of them. It was not due to anything good or not due, uh, not due to anything bad that they had ever done, but purely based on God's purpose and God's will. So you see, Jacob is not, on, is not the only person that scripture gives us insight into God's unconditional election process, but the Bible also gives us uh, insight into the election of the apostle Paul, right? We all know this, right? Paul was a prominent person in the kingdom of God. Uh, Paul was a tool that God used to preach the good news of the gospel, uh, you know, around the early ancient world. And through Paul, many, many, many were saved, right? Through Paul, the Holy Spirit inspired the majority of the New Testament. Uh, and because of Paul, we have much of the written word of God today. Uh, and while many, uh, many a times all of Paul's good deeds are highlighted, uh, we also must remember and look at uh, who Paul was before Christ made him new. So if you uh, have your Bibles with me, we're going to turn to Galatians, the book Galatians chapter 1, uh, verses 13 through 16. And again, I'm still reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. Uh, so it says, For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. This is talking about Paul. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among, among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. So if there was anyone in this world that was more unworthy to be chosen by God, it was definitely Paul. Paul says that although he was a chief enemy of the Christian church, although he wanted nothing more than to kill all Christians, that God set him apart, that God chose him according to his grace for salvation. Uh, and here is the most important part. When does Paul say God chose him to be set apart? Right? When does he say in Galatians uh, that God set him apart? See, Paul says that God set him apart to inherit the kingdom of God before he was born, right? Before he was born, before he had ever committed a sin, before he had before he ever imprisoned a Christian, before anything Paul had ever done, good or bad, God made a choice, God made a decision. And God's decision was not based on anything Paul did or would do, but it was purely based uh, on the grace and the will of God. So even if Paul or Jacob wanted to, there was nothing that they could ever do to merit the favor or earn their way into a relationship with God. And the Bible tells us that in Isaiah 64, 6, we all have become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous deeds are like polluted garment. Right. And while God's righteous deeds are important in the Christian life, even a requ uh, even a requirement for the born again believer scripture is clear in that they cannot ever merit us salvation right isaiah makes a bold illustration and go as goes as far as comparing all of our righteous deeds to that of polluted garments so you see the same way that god chose both jacob 
and Paul before the foundation of the world, before they were born and not as a result of anything that they would ever do, he also elects us. Right? The Bible is riddled with scripture after scripture that makes it clear that God chooses for himself a people that he sets apart for salvation. Uh, here are some of them, and you guys can take down the references. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. Uh, so the first one is Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 4. Right? It says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be homely and holy and blameless before him. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I cho chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. And then 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, but we, but we should always give thanks to God for you, uh, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. So if you are truly a born-again believer, we can rest assured that our salvation is not a salvation that was earned, right? If we are truly born again, we can have peace and joy knowing that God chose us before the foundation of the world, not as a result of our works, but purely based on his good will and grace, right? And I'm going to close with this, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Right, so regardless of what we have done in our past, or anything that we will do, our God has chosen us to be set apart for himself. Right, like unlike an interview where we have to put on our best selves and show the interviewer that we, uh, all that we have accomplished in our lives to be qualified for that job, uh, God has another reason for choosing us. He chooses us for his own good will and good pleasure, not based on anything that we have done or that we will do. All right, just want to say thanks, guys, for joining me on this episode of Charged by Truth. Um, again, you know, it's been a while since I've been on. It's been a while since I've recorded anything. Um, and I promised you guys that I would go through a little bit of what I've been going through the past few months. Um, you know, just so you guys know, I haven't been just been MIA and doing whatever I want. Um, but recently or not recently, the beginning of 2020, I decided to go back for my master's degree in teaching. Uh, so currently I'm at Hunter College in my uh, about to be in my third semester to get my uh, degree in teaching. So I've been busy on that. Second thing I've been working on is I also enrolled in Bible college. Uh, so I'm at New York School of the Bible. It's run by Calvary Baptist Church um, and I'm doing all online classes um, and I'm in a three year program. We're going to be getting like a, a certification in, in biblical studies. Um, and then the third thing that I've been working on is I've been really working to refine uh, my Bible study methods, right? Um, I really want to be intentional when I open up the Word of God. I really want to make the best use of my time when I'm going through the scriptures. Um, I just invested in Logos uh, Bible software. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, go and look it up. It's amazing. Um, I just invested in that. And uh, it's been a, an amazing resource. It, it provides you with, I mean, hundreds and different, uh, hundreds of different resources, uh, books, different versions of the Bible, uh, different kinds of uh, 
Bible dictionaries, commentaries, lexicons. I mean, all this, all these, all these resources that just enhance and make Bible study so much, so much easier. Um, and then number, I forgot what number, number three or four. Um, but also I have been, like I said before, at the beginning, I've been meeting with my pastor and we really been working on, uh, you know, just learning how to study the Bible better, learning how to put sermons together and actually practicing preaching, you know, going up and practicing my preaching skills and trying to refine those things. Um, you know, so again, haven't been MIA. I know I've been MIA on you guys, but you know, I've been working hard on some other things. Um, also coming soon, I am also going to be starting, um, doing some interviews, uh, on this podcast and I'm looking to interview, uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And, uh, we're going to be talking about testimonies and I'm going to have other people sharing, um, you know, sharing some, some messages from the Bible, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I said all that to say, you know, keep me in prayer, um, you know, because, you know, i got a lot going on right now, um, all great things, and I'm trying to move forward in Christ. So uh, keep me in prayer as I keep you guys in prayer as well. Appreciate you guys joining me this time, and uh, I will catch you guys soon. I promise I'm going to try and upload uh, definitely more often. All right, see you guys later. Bye.